Let me just eliminate all of the white noise for They're you. They're counting on you not understanding what this is all about. They want to create conflict. They want to create this chaos. They want you to be stupid. This is the Conservative Daily Podcast with Joe Waldman. Yeah, I'm a threat because I'm telling you what the Constitution says. And Max McGuire. The flak is the heaviest when the bomber is right above the target about to open the bomb bay doors. And now the Conservative Daily Podcast is on the air. Welcome back to another edition of the Conservative Daily Podcast. My name is Max McGuire. Welcome to the show. It's good to have regularly scheduled evening programming. We were at the Reawaken America Tour in San Antonio, so um, weren't able to do evening podcasts as much over the past couple of days. Good to be back. Hit that share button if you haven't already. And if you're on any of the other platforms, make sure you share wherever you are on social media. It's easy on Facebook. You hit the share button. But if you're watching elsewhere, you got to go through a couple more steps, but it's very important that you hit that share button because there's lots to talk about today. We're going to get to the Kyle Rittenhouse at the end. I know I, I was talking about live streaming it, but I found myself, it started so quickly after we ended the morning podcast this morning. I found myself just screaming at the television because it was on downstairs. And I was like, I don't, I was getting so angry. I don't think I wanted to be on camera for that. My goodness, the prosecutors are so dumb. And I was very nervous about the defense. Eventually, they got into the rhythm. But we'll talk about that at the end, play some highlights and some lowlights of that. But before we get to that, we got a couple things we got to get into. First of all, Joe Biden is a creep. We all knew that, but he's a creep, just in case you forgot. And Steve Bannon was uh, taken into custody today, and he had some choice words. So we're going to get into all that this morning. But make sure, again, you hit that share button if you haven't already. Give us a thumbs up and comment, comment, comment. That's how we're able to bust through algorithms and get this in front of more and more people. So before we get into all that, I just want to remind everyone, we do have a a sponsor that we haven't been mentioning as much because the movie wasn't out yet, but there's a new documentary out today called The Reawakening. And it's a documentary that kind of goes around the Reawaken America tour events that we were just at in San Antonio last week. It's really great. And as a bonus, when you should definitely check it out just on its own merits. But as a bonus, we got you guys a promo code. So when you go to the link in our description, reawakeningseries.com, and use promo code CD21, you're going to get 10% off. You're going to get a chance to win VIP tickets to the next Reawaken America Tour event and backstage passes to meet General Flynn. So all that's $1,000 value. So make sure you, you check out this documentary, buy it, purchase it, use the promo code CD21. And we do have a little clip of that. Why don't we play that, Mr. Producer? I called General Flynn. I said, General Flynn, I feel like God wants us to team up to do a reopen America tour and we get people back to God. And he says, I know. I'm going, you know? We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by the go, you know the, you know the thing. I wasn't thinking of the Bill of Rights when we did this. I believe America is supposed to be that shining city on the hill, the beacon of freedom. Freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. You gotta make sure you cover the whole thing. These vaccines are zero liability. There's so much fake information. It's the David and Goliath thing. Their agenda is not God's agenda. Why will the churches not stand up? I'm trying to save America. I believe we're in the greatest revival in history. So again, go to reawakeningseries.com, use promo code CD21, 
and get 10% off when you order that documentary today. And it's just out today. So you got to make sure you head over. I met these guys at, we had them on the show a while ago. I was able to meet them at the Reawaken America tour last week. Very, very nice. Great Patriots. So head over there, support them. And uh, it really is a great documentary. Okay, let's get into the stuff we got to talk about tonight. Joe Biden's a creep. He's a total creep. I posted a still shot of this on my Telegram, which if you haven't already, make sure you follow me on Telegram. I was kind of live. Not well, They usually call it live tweeting. I don't know what they call it on Telegram. Live posting the Rittenhouse trial today. But I posted a screenshot of this. And it is a it's from a video of Joe Biden getting real up close with one of his family members. And it's, it's incredibly creepy. I've been around a lot of grandparents who who hug their grandchildren, uh, aunts and uncles who hug their nieces and nephews, fathers, mothers who hug their daughters and, and, and sons. I've never seen anything quite like this. So the original post <laughs> that went viral had music attached to it. But uh, I took the music out. So Mr. Brewster, as we play this, make sure you pot up my volume. Let's go ahead and play this, Mr. Booster. Warning, just a fair warning for everyone. This is incredibly strange and very gross and very creepy. Ms. Booster, let's play cut number one. Coming in, pulling. Uh, it's just so weird. I don't get it. I, I don't really get it. Like, I, I've seen, I've seen grandparents hug or kiss their grandchildren. I've never seen someone from behind grab them by the chin, pull them in close, and then from up and around just like kiss their face. It, let's play it again, Mr. Producer. And again, there's no audio because the audio was copyrighted. They People added music to it. But go ahead. Caresses the hair, grabs the chin, pulls into the chest, reach around, over, over the head, kind of Spider-Man kiss. This is weird. This is weird stuff, people. Weird stuff, people. Um, and just to, I mean, <laughs> it's just it's just so gross. And and I I don't like to usually like over sexualize, like th- things between family members. Um, though we do know from the the diary from hell, there was the original laptop from hell. Now there's the diary from hell. We do know that there's a lot of weird stuff that goes on in the Biden family, a lot of gross stuff. We also know that from the laptop from hell. You just go ahead, go to my screen, Mr. Producer. This is still shot. This is what, it's just, if we go to my screen, Mr. Producer, this still shot, this screen grab of him just reaching around, and I believe this is his grandson. It just, it's it doesn't look normal. It looks like there is... It looks like he's trying to exert a certain power dynamic. Does that make sense? Usually when usually when grandparents hug or kiss their their loved ones, you usually don't see this kind of aggression. And it, it almost and again, I don't want to overanalyze just a moment between family members, but it this isn't normal. This isn't normal at all. And and if it was a one-off, that would be one thing. But Joe Biden has a long and recorded history of being very creepy around children being very handsy around children, being very aggressive around children. And this isn't a one-off. This is a, this is just part of many instances like this. And you got to mention it because this man is currently occupying the Oval Office. He's currently the commander-in-chief. And this is what he does when he thinks cameras are off. 
Yeah, there was probably also a hair sniff in there. You're right in the comment section. So that was that would be funny enough, but the fact checkers got at that video. So you think you look at that video, and I was I was very fair with that video. I said, listen, it's a it's a grandfather grandson. I don't want to over sexualize. It's just very strange. The fact checkers jumped in and proclaimed that anyone who shares that video, that it's missing context. I'd love to know the context that makes that kind of interaction between family members okay. That's like saying that the supposed child pornography on Hunter Biden's laptop is missing context. There's no context that can make that acceptable, that can make that okay. It is just as weird, regardless of context. Now, of course, the fact checkers come in and say, oh, the context is this was a family event. Well, that just makes it weirder. That just makes it even more weird. I mean, I guess the the ultimate weirdness would be if he just did this to a complete stranger. But the fact checkers did it. And and in true Streisand effect, remember we've talked about this on the show before, the Streisand effect, Barbara Streisand wanted to get aerial photographs of her mansion taken off the internet. She complained so much about it that more people ended up seeing it. Fact checkers have done that here. In an attempt to take this down, more and more people are now seeing Joe Biden's true creepiness. So I know what you think. Do you think that this is just a loving interaction between a grandfather and a uh, grandson or family members? Or is there something more here? Or as I think, are you seeing the exertion of some kind of power dynamic in this creepy, creepy video? Let me know in the comment sections what you think. It's not the only thing that we got from Joe Biden that's really disturbing. This one, it comes on the other side of it, his health. We've been told over and over again, don't worry, Joe Biden just has allergies. Well, he was at a signing ceremony for his so-called infrastructure bill. And he let out a couple of coughs that sounded terrible. Like, as someone who has had a cough for <laughs> what feels like half the year, I've never had a cough that sounds like this. This is bad. And the White House says it's just allergies? Ah, no. I have allergies and I've never coughed like that. Miss Bruce, let's play this. Cut number two. No parent, no parent, <laughs> excuse me, no parent should have to sit in the parking lot at a fast food restaurant again just so their child can use the internet to do their homework. That's over. I mean, that sounded like a, like a small woodland animal. It sounded like a baby elephant learning how to, how, how, how to call out of its trunk. Let's play that one more time, Mr. Producer. Cut two. No parent, no parent, <laughs> excuse me, no parent should have to sit in the parking lot at a fast food restaurant again. Oh, <laughs> someone get this guy a recola, someone get him something. That's not a good cough. That is, uh, that's a bad cough. I mean, there's, there's no such thing as a good cough, but there's bad and there's worse coughs. That is a worse cough. That's not just seasonal allergies. That was bad. Um, that was, that was very bad, but that's what, that's the name of the game with the white house. They have been hiding his medical history. I mean, look at this way. We went from at the beginning of Joe Biden's term to liberals on the internet saying, Oh, Joe Biden's the second coming. He's going to save the country. And what we've gotten to now is the left shouting at us. Oh, oh you have no proof that he, that he, uh, wears diapers or that he touches children inappropriately. That's where we've gotten to. No, oh, you have no proof that he has Alzheimer's. Uh, they've gone to defending what we all can see right in front of us. 
he's not the savior. He's not going to save anything. He, he only destroys everything. Joe Biden touches turns to crap, just like wokeness in general. <laughs> One commenter on DLive said his cat used to do that. It's called a hairball. Yeah, it might be from too much sniffing. That's interesting. Usually you only get a hairball if you're if you're grooming yourself and your cat, but Joe Biden sniffs so many hair follicles, maybe he has a hair a, a hairball. That's entirely possible. There's something caught in there. But then also at the ceremony, Joe Biden forgot to to do the whole virtue signaling. He forgot to wear his mask. So he's giving a speech. He's giving a speech and then he's going to go walk over the actual signing, but he forgets his he oh, I don't have a mask. So he runs back over to his podium to try and find the mask. He can't find the mask. So then he goes to the signing ceremony with no mask. But none of it should even be necessary because they're all vaccinated. And it's outside. Really weird turn of events. Mr. Producer, play cut number three. Even America. God bless you all and may God protect our troops. Now let me sign this bipartisan bill. He's walking over. Oh, my mask. Oh, his mask. He forgot his mask. He's outside in the middle of the grass. Can't have him forgetting his mask. Can't. They're not wearing masks. Oh, my goodness. No, can't find it. So he's just going to go anyway. My goodness, Chuck Schumer looks like the Crypt Keeper. Not a mask in sight. Actually, that one guy looks like he's wearing a chin mask. All right, let's cut it. So he forgets to do the virtue signaling of, oh, I have to get my mask. Can't find it. And says, oh, whatever. Doesn't matter. So you didn't need the mask because you're outside. Because everyone there has some form of antibodies. He was just, just going to wear the mask to virtue signal. That's all he cares about. Man, did Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer look bad. They looked exceptionally bad. I mean, usually they look like Crypt Keepers on a normal day. That They did not look good there. They did not look good there. Before we jump on to the next topic, I want to talk for a second about what Joe Biden said after he coughed. Let's play cut two again because he said something that was just as ridiculous as the cough itself. Ms. Brewster, play cut two. No parent. No parent. <laughs> Excuse me, no parent should have to sit in a parking lot at a fast food restaurant again just so their child can use the Internet to do their homework. That's so this is a claim that Democrats have made to try and justify their infrastructure bill. It's that when schools went online, lots of people didn't have home Internet because they couldn't afford it or it wasn't necessary because no one's at home, really. Parents are usually working. So lots of kids would go to restaurants. They'd go to libraries to do their homework. Joe Biden, though, is is making the claim that kids had to go to, to fast food places. Now, he's saying, I hope we never have to have that happen again. Well, the reason that kids had to go outside of fast food places is because they weren't allowed inside. Why weren't they allowed inside? Because Democrat politicians locked them down. Why couldn't the kids just get internet at their school? The schools were closed. Why couldn't get, they go to the libraries? The libraries were closed. So this he's trying to make this, this fake story up. That, oh, there's a pandemic, an epidemic of, of lack of broadband. The only reason that kids had to do that is because Democrats forced all of their other options to close. 
So they were forced to sit on the curb and try and leech off Wi-Fi from, from Starbucks or from McDonald's. But they're using that to push this infrastructure bill. Listen, this infrastructure bill is a, is a nightmare. It's just signed into law. So <laughs> congratulations. Enjoy the, enjoy the inflation, folks. But they, they want to basically take the Obama phone and make Obama internet. Or it would be Biden internet. A free or subsidized internet program plan for, for lower income Americans. So they don't have to sit outside, outside Mickey D's to do their homework. Well, you just open the schools and just open the, uh, <laughs> just open the libraries. No reason for taxpayers to have to, I mean, no one's paying for my internet. I have to pay a lot for internet because we stream every day. I got to make sure that, that this comes across crystal clear. Can't have dial up here because knowing my luck, my, my son will be downstairs watching baby shark on all eight devices, which sometimes happens, and we'll go off the air. No, we gotta have we gotta have like fiber. I don't think we have fiber. I think we have like six hundred meg down. Um, but we have to. No one's paying for my internet. No one's paying for my phone. No one pays for my son's meals. We send him to daycare. I mean, they're trying to do what they always do to create a set a set of winners and losers. So they decide that their voters, their typical voters, they're going to be the winners. And the rest of us are going to pay for all the free shit they're, they're going to give to them. I mean, that's why the budget bill was so bad. The budget bill, the $7 trillion bill, that hasn't passed yet. That hasn't passed yet. Remember, they got cold feet after Virginia and said, whoa, 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 we can't pass that. That bill was so bad because it, it was just chock full of free stuff. Oh, free child care. Oh, free elderly care. Oh, free everything, free everything. I was looking in, I think it's New York. So New York or New Jersey or Connecticut, one of these states. I'll look it up later. They're actually going to give parental leave to women who have abortions. Yep, yep. Government-funded leave, parental leave to women who have abortions. So don't, don't you love how that works, right? Oh, it's not a baby. It's a clump of cells. But then the very next second, oh, you need to give me the same amount of time that you give a mother who actually gave birth to a baby. Kind of sick, but it's one, it's one of those free things, right? How do you get liberals to keep voting for Democrats? Oh, we're going to give you 12 weeks off from work. If you have an abortion, just like you would, if you had a baby, I believe that's New York. That's going to be doing that. That's coming too. mark my words. Oh, sorry. I accidentally said women having babies. I'm sorry. According to the new, infrastructure and uh and budget bill i must refer to them as birthing persons these are the birthing persons sorry apologies apologies to all the uh <laughs> to everyone out there birthing persons Lori langlove says i had to work three jobs to survive put myself through college with a kid no freebies yeah yeah well they're giving out all the freebies and you wonder why the cost of of a frozen turkey or fresh turkey actually it really doesn't matter they're both kind of the same you're wondering why the cost of a turkey this this Thanksgiving has gone up between 15 and 20%, depending on what part of the country you're in, right? You're, you're wondering, I, I, I've been like planning out my meal. I love to cook. So uh, the in-laws are in town. So we're trying to coordinate what we're going to cook for Thanksgiving. I think they're cooking um, most of it. They're going to do a turkey in the oven, but I'm going to smoke a turkey because I love smoking turkeys. Um, but I have a kind of rough track record with it. I've, I've done it twice. Once it turned out really good. Once it did not. So they have a turkey. Mine's going to be just like an extra turkey. I'm going to smoke a turkey, going to do stuffing, and going to do macaroni and cheese 
smoked macaroni and cheese. I was basically building up all like the, the shopping lists to try and get everything. And the cost of celery a year ago, you could get what a bundle of celery, whatever, for a little over a dollar. I'm looking at the store. It's a dollar 58. It went up 50% in one year, just celery. Now, maybe they jacked that price up. They jacked that price up before Thanksgiving. Maybe it's entirely possible, but 50% year over year. It's insanity. Turkey is expensive. So yeah, <laughs> what do you think all of this new government spending is going to do? It's just going to jack the prices of everything else up even more. There's demand pull inflation. What happens? What do you think happens when you when you start paying into a bunch of these programs, injecting money into the economy? Well, you're giving money to a select group of people. If you want them to build infrastructure projects, right, you're giving them to construction workers or, or, or different tradesmen. They're going to have more money in their pocket. They're going to go out and buy things. What happens when they do that? That's demand pull inflation. They're trying to go out. And, there's a demand. So it ends up pulling the price up a little bit. But you also end up devaluing the currency because this money doesn't just pop up out of thin air. Actually, kind of does. They just print it. So when you just print money, you devalue the currency that's already out there and it just keeps pushing inflation. So it's, this is only going to make it worse. But don't worry, they've decided which side's going to come out and win and who's going to lose. Unfortunately, you're not among the winners. This podcast is sponsored by Air Med Care Network, the premier insurance plan to cover you and your household should any of you suffer a medical emergency and need to be airlifted to a hospital. We don't get to choose when a disaster strikes. You don't get to choose how you get taken to the hospital. Anyone who has been taken to a hospital or has a loved one who's gone to a hospital by ambulance, you know it's very expensive and you know insurance won't usually cover it. Well, when you have to be airlifted by a helicopter, it's much more expensive. And yeah, insurance won't cover that either. Air Med Care Network exists to make sure you don't risk bankruptcy in the event that someone in your house has to be airlifted to a hospital for medical treatment. So when you sign up at the link in our description, airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily and use promo code daily, not only are they going to give you coverage for your entire household for one year for $85, but they're also going to give you money back up to 50 bucks, depending on how many years you sign up for. So again, that's airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily and use promo code daily to get up to $50 back. So uh, lots of people talking about lots of people talking about uh, their Thanksgiving. Princess Me says, I brine mine. I do too. You have to brine it. We don't have to, but you really should brine it if you're going to smoke it because um, that helps obviously get it to absorb some of those juices and uh, that way it doesn't get too dried out in the smoker. But I, I highly recommend brining it. My, I don't want to get too far off. My recipe is uh, it's obviously salt water. Then I do a little bit of, uh, of maple syrup, some whiskey, and some cloves. So I kind of treat it like I would a, uh, an Easter ham with a glaze. Uh, but you just put that in as the brine and it tastes Perfect. Well, I mean, I've only done it twice. Once was really good. The other time kind of came under undercooked, but still tasted good. Lori Lang says, I bought celery three weeks ago. It was expensive. It was. It's very expensive. This Everything's going up. And they say, oh, well, what does it matter? What does it matter if, if celery is expensive? Well, the celery is not going to make and break or break anything, but the rest, the whole meal is going to do it, right? I mean, you're looking at people paying 20 to 30% more for Thanksgiving meal this year. It's, it's going to hurt a lot of people. But hey, at least you save five cents on your hot dogs this this Fourth of July. So Joe Biden's got your back there. So that's Joe Biden, his creepiness, his weirdness, his grossness, his stupidity. Other thing that happened today is Steve Bannon turned himself in. 
So we've talked about this. Steve Bannon was held in contempt, two charges of contempt, one for refusing to testify, one for refusing to hand over documents. The House of Representatives voted to hold him in contempt after he refused to obey those subpoenas. They sent it to the DOJ and then Joe Biden himself ordered the DOJ to prosecute. That is a violation of law. It's a violation of a lot of things. You can't just have the president of the United States demanding that the DOJ prosecute his political opponents. That's something that the left claimed Donald Trump did, but he never actually did. Right? For all of talk, Trump's talk and, and blustering, he never actually ordered the DOJ to do anything. He just said, hey, look into this. Hey, you should probably look into this. They impeached him for saying that he wanted to look into crimes by the Obama administration. They impeached him for that with Ukraine. But Joe Biden can, from the White House, direct the DOJ to prosecute his predecessor's advisor. Nothing to see there. So we have a clip of Steve Bannon arriving to turn himself in today. Let's play this, Mr. Producer. Cut number four. And there, there. Oh, of course, there's the one Democrat out there with, with a sign, coup plotter. Excuse of course. Me. Back up, back up, back up. Thank you, back and up. Steve Bannon, you can back hear him up. say, where's the live stream? Get <laughs> Don't get hurt. Don't get hurt. Everybody Still wants to know where the uh, the camera is. Excuse me. Excuse me. Please respect the space. Please respect the space. Hey, hey, hey. Come on, guys. Everybody get back. Thank you. Thank you. Everybody get back. Is this us? Hey, just want to say, every tell everybody, it uh, live stream on Getter right now. Everybody watching in the war room, we're here today. I don't want anybody to take their eye off the ball of what we do every day. Okay, we got the Hispanics coming on our side, African Americans coming on our side. We're taking down the Biden regime every day. The focus you got Raheem Kassam today, you got Dr. Peter Navarro, Captain Bannon. You're going to have uh, Boris Epstein. The whole show, intense. We got polling out, economic data out everything. I want you guys to stay focused, stay on message. Remember, signal, not noise. This is all noise. That's signal. Thank you very much. Are you optimistic today? How are you feeling today, Mr. Bannon? So Steve Bannon just turned his arrival to turn himself in into an advertisement. <laughs> he's walking into the, into the courthouse and he's, he's plugging his show. Excellent job plugging the show. Steve. <laughs> and then when he came out of of uh of that, he had even more words to say. We got a little bit of this, Mr. Producer. Let's go ahead and play cut five. I'm telling you right now, this is gonna be the misdemeanor from hell for Merrick Garland, Nancy Pelosi, and Joe Biden. Joe Biden ordered Merrick Garland to prosecute me from the White House lawn when he got off Marine One. And we're going to do, we're going to go on the offense. We're tired of playing defense. We're going to go on the offense on this and stand by. So that is Steve Bannon's war cry. He is, listen, he says it's going to be the misdemeanor from hell. This is a misdemeanor charge. I believe each charge carries between um, 30 days in prison up to a year, or they can just give him a fine. Um, so I, the maximum he'd face would be two years. Considering what they're doing to some of the January 6th protesters, I, I, we'll have to see what, what judge he gets in D.C. But he's going on, on offense. And this is something we've seen from a lot of conservatives over the past year, year and a half, two years. 
and that is go on offense. Offense is the best defense. You don't get caught on your heels. Don't go, don't go down quietly. Fight. Fight like you have everything to lose because you do. And he's going to treat this the way that, quite frankly, Joe has treated his lawsuit with Eric Coomer. Oh, you want to sue? Okay. Enjoy discovery. Enjoy depositions. Obviously, Joe wants to get rid of the, the whole lawsuit before discovery. He wants to have it dismissed. But depositions. Oh, you want you want to you want to sue me? Sit down and take a deposition. That's why you're not actually seeing Dominion voting systems go after a whole lot of people. Why aren't why isn't Dominion voting systems going after everyone that they claim that they're going to go after? Because it would be a nightmare for them to have to go under oath. It would be a nightmare if you're going to claim that someone is lying about your proprietary code. The last thing you'd want to do is sue them because then they get to look at your proprietary code. You get to sh- show the world right? Because truth is the ultimate defense to accusations of libel or slander. So that's what Steve Bannon is doing. He's going on offense. And he's absolutely correct when he says that Joe Biden ordered his prosecution from the White House lawn. That is true. That is true. I mean, say what you will about him. And I'll say a lot about Barack Hussein Obama. Mm -mm -mm. Barack Obama, at the very least, knew better. He slipped up a couple of times. But he knew better than to comment about ongoing cases or potential cases because he didn't want to create the appearance of a conflict or an actual conflict. So when they would ask him, and again, he wasn't perfect. He slipped up a couple times. When he would ask Obama or any of his deputies what they thought about certain cases, they stayed quiet. Joe Biden doesn't get that. Maybe he gets it. He just doesn't care. I mean, one of his press secretaries today, in, in light of the Rittenhouse trial, said that Joe Biden does not support vigilantes. I mean, insinuating that Kyle Rittenhouse is a vigilante. And remember, the Biden White House, sorry, then was the Biden campaign, also put out a video accusing Kyle Rittenhouse of being a white supremacist. I mean, just because you're running for office doesn't mean you are protected from libel and slander laws. Kyle Rittenhouse's mother says that she plans to sue Joe Biden personally, his campaign, whatever new organization the campaign has turned into for slandering her son, calling him a white supremacist. Now, Joe doesn't understand that or just doesn't care. And unlike Barack Hussein Obama, mm, 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 Joe Biden from the White House lawn ordered the DOJ to prosecute Steve Bannon, his political opponent. Arguably, one of the men, not arguably, definitely one of the men who helped Donald Trump win the White House in 2016. That came from the Biden White House. So noticeably silent are all of the left-leaning nut jobs and all the so-called moderate conservatives who for four years condemned Donald Trump for interfering in the DOJ. They are noticeably quiet today. I mean, they're they're actually cheering. They're cheering the fact that that Bannon was indicted and they he had to surrender. They made him surrender his passport. I mean, where's this guy going to go? He has a podcast every morning. If you want to know whether whether he's left the country or not, tune in to his podcast. <laughs> He'll show you right there. No, this is a, it, it would be a joke if they weren't trying to ruin this guy's life. And he seems pretty adamant that he's going to fight this thing to the end. And obviously anything we can help with, we will. We wish him the best of luck. And I'm sure we're going to hear more from this because he's not one to, uh, to back down from a fight. So... <clears throat> I want to spend the, the the last bit of the podcast 
talking about the crazy developments from the Kyle Rittenhouse trial today. Closing arguments. You had the prosecution went, then the defense went, then the prosecution went. Prosecution got scolded a few times. I'm going to try and see if I can get those videos. It was happening right as we were coming to air. Prosecution lying through their teeth. I, I couldn't actually pull enough clips. And I didn't want to do a whole episode because we've been covering Kyle Rittenhouse so much. But this is the end of the trial. It'll go to the jury tomorrow morning. So we want to talk about the last bit of lies that the prosecution tried to uh, infect the jury with. So this was probably the biggest one. <clears throat> and this is one where I said that the Second Amendment itself, your right to self-defense itself, is under attack with this trial. This is Prosecutor Binger proclaiming from his closing arguments that when you bring a gun, you lose the right to self-defense. I will say that again. The act of bringing a gun out with you eliminates your ability to claim self-defense. Mr. Producer, play cut number six. Convince you that Joseph Rosenbaum was going to take that gun and use it on the defendant because they know you can't claim self-defense against an unarmed man like this. You lose the right to self-defense when you're the one who brought the gun when you're the one creating the danger, when you're the one provoking other people. The defendant fired four shots at Joseph Rosenbaum and caused five wounds total. The first shot... So that is as wrong as you can get. And there was a moment there where you could see the judge almost looking over at the defense, expecting a objection for the prosecution to go up there and proclaim. I mean, we've heard the prosecution kind of step on Fifth Amendment rights a lot. It is just as bad, if not worse, in this trial to step on the Second Amendment for the prosecutor to tell the jury that when you bring a gun out with you, you you give up your right to self-defense. It's just a, a horrendous falsehood. And it's a falsehood that violates certain constitutional rights, your, your right to defend yourself, your right to keep and bear arms. But this is also coming from the same prosecutor who proclaimed that hollow point bullets explode when they hit you. He said that, that they explode, trying to present himself as a firearm expert. If we jump ahead, Mr. Producer, to image eight, this is that same firearm expert. <laughs> image number eight, this is that same firearm expert today during the trial. He got his hands on a gun, on the gun, on the AR-15, Kyle Rittenhouse's AR-15, and he decided to point it at members of the jury. Do we have that image, Mr. Producer, image eight? One sec. Well, why don't you go to image nine first? While you're getting that ready and set up, go to image nine. Image nine, this is him pointing the rifle at the jury. Do we have that? If we don't have that, go to my screen. <laughs> I have a little bit of tef technical difficulties. Right okay, now. just go to my screen. Just go to my screen. I'll show it myself. Go to my screen. This is Prosecutor Binger took the AR-15, and pointed at the jury. Can you please put up my screen? There we go. There we go. Prosecutor Binger with his, his booger hook on the bang switch. Not supposed to do that. Literally pointed the gun at the jury. Now, he said that he had the bailiff clear the weapon. He noticeably did not check himself to make sure the bailiff did a good job. 
He then put, as I said, his booger hook on the bang switch and pointed the gun at the jury. You'll notice that image of Kyle Rittenhouse showing infinitely better gun handling, safe gun handling, than the prosecutor trying to put him away for life. Kyle Rittenhouse's finger is off the trigger, and he's not pointing it at anyone. For for a prosecutor who claims, who claims that Kyle Rittenhouse pointed a gun at someone, again, without any real evidence, we'll talk about that in a little bit, but without any real evidence, um, like if we uh, go ahead, take this down, Mr. Producer, and I will go ahead and put up another image. Go back to my screen, Mr. Producer. The prosecution is claiming that this, that this is Kyle Rittenhouse pointing a gun at someone. <laughs> I mean, I can't tell if that is. But it, it certainly that's their that's their claim, right? That's that's the bulk of their claim that that's Kyle Rittenhouse pointing a gun. And as we did joke, it kind of reminds me of this. No, no the similarities. They're both crappy photographs. Now, what I can tell you is that Binger. Infinitely worse, infinitely worse trigger discipline than Kyle Rittenhouse. The only person we can actually prove unlawfully pointed a gun at someone would be Binger. Because even when you're in a courtroom, even when you've said it's clear, you're not supposed to point a gun at someone to try and instill fear. I mean, that's a that's a very basic violation. To point the rifle at the jury, to make the jury feel afraid, why would you do that? Why would you do that? Go ahead, take that down. Do we have that uh, image nine, Mr. Producer? Yes, sir. Let's put up image nine. This is from the back. You can see, oh, just casually pointing it at the jury, at the gallery. Oh, no big deal. No big deal for Binger. There's another. <laughs> oh, Binger, Binger. The booger hook on the bang switch. So Binger also joked that uh, that Rosenbaum wasn't a bad dude because he just tipped over some porta potties, lit some stuff on fire, and he, he said in, in fake outrage, he said the N-word. I wonder if he's going to be canceled because you're not supposed to joke about that. The N-word's very bad. Let's see if, if Binger gets canceled for this. Mr. Producer, play cut seven. Oh, let me tell you all the awful things Joseph Rosenbaum did. He tipped over a porta potty that had no one in it. He swung a chain. He lit a metal garbage dumpster on fire. Oh, and there's this empty wooden flatbed trailer that they pulled out in the middle of the road and they tipped it over to stop some bear cats and they lit it on fire. Oh, and he said some bad words. He said the N-word. If he were alive today, like Joshua Zeminski, I'd probably try and prosecute him for arson, but I can't because the defendant... He said the N-word. Yeah, well, as the prosecution followed up, little fires become big fires. And just because you set a little fire doesn't mean it's not going to spin out of control. When you're in a city, when you're in an urban environment, if you light a trash can on fire, it's entirely possible you'd burn down the entire street. Because as we've said, there were no fire department. There were no fire uh, men out that night. They wouldn't go out. I mean, I, I, unless there was the big call, they wouldn't go out. They weren't going out to put out small fires because it was too dangerous. So here a prosecutor mock lawlessness as not that big of a deal. Well, the reason he did that is because his claim is that Kyle Rittenhouse killed him because he was a rioter. No, Kyle Rittenhouse shot and killed 
Rosenbaum, Huber, and then shot Grosskreutz because they were trying to either kill him or seriously injure him. That is why. So lots of lies, lots of lies from uh, from the prosecution. We're going to play more of them. Mr. Producer, I did just email you a cut, so why don't you go ahead and get that. But before you do, before you do, I want to play the next the next cut. cut. Uh, let me pull it up and see. Sorry, we're going to go. Oh, fairy tale land. Mr. Producer, play cut 10. This active shooter BS is something that Mr. Binger is trying to sell you people. Has he shot anybody since Car Source 3? No, he hasn't. He's running to try and get to the police. Mr. Binger must live in fairy tale land to think that Kyle could stop, put his gun down, and say, hey, everything's good, leave me alone, I'm going to the police. Unfortunately, that's not how the real world works. This was real world. He's right. To hear Binger up there and say, well, he should have put his gun down. He should have surrendered to the mob. They would have lynched him. There would have been a lynching in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Now Kyle Rittenhouse claims self-defense. You turn yourself into police, which is what he was trying to do. You don't give your gun to the very mob that was trying to kill you in the first place. I mean, what are we even doing here? They don't, they know that this is ridiculous. They know it's ridiculous to expect someone to surrender your gun to the, to the side trying to kill you. Just like they know it's ridiculous to insinuate that he should have tried to help the man who was trying to murder him. Remember, Gage Grosskreutz was shot in his arm. So he lost the, the ability to drop his gun. So when, he, when you see him holding that gun with that bloody arm from where Kyle Rittenhouse shot him, he couldn't drop the gun because his arm had been, had been disabled. Who in their right mind is going to shoot someone trying to murder them and then render medical assistance while they're still holding the gun? Like, who in their right mind would do that? That's, that's, that's not logic. And remember, this whole trial is supposed to be about what a reasonable person would do supposed to be about what a reasonable person would do. No reasonable person, no reasonable person would do any of that. But that's what the prosecution claimed because the prosecution was willing to do anything, anything for a conviction, even if it means lying through their teeth. So that was fairytale land. And then we heard from the defense, hocus pocus, out of focus. And I tried to get the footage of Kyle Rittenhouse. It was on Fox. He had to stop himself from bursting out laughing when his defense team said this. This is them going after the prosecution for manipulating video and photographic evidence. Mr. Producer, let's play cut number 11. The only thing I can say about James Armstrong is, okay, that's interesting. But what I'd like to say about his photographs, his knowledge of what he did, and some of the statements that the state has made regarding it is, what he did for those 20 hours is hocus pocus, and he makes an exhibit that is out of focus. And that's what the state is relying. The, the picture does not make sense. As I showed earlier, it has Kyle shouldering the gun in the left shoulder. If he has it in the left shoulder, his back would be to the drone. The drone is moving around and that changes the focal point. He's right-handed, that's where it goes. You'd see the crosses across his chest. But no, they need him to have somehow pointed 
a gun at the Zeminsky. So let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and talk about this. This is my AR pistol. Let's just go ahead and yep, it's cleared. Don't want to have an Alec Baldwin event here on set. So when you're righty, you will hold in your right hand. See, no booger hook is off the bang switch. And you're looking with your right eye down the rail. If you're wondering why don't I have a, a sight on this because they're changing the rules about air pistols and I don't want to accidentally put up a, uh, a pistol that would be illegal since this one does have a, um, a brace on it. So you put it up to your right side and you look down your dominant eye and that's how a righty would shoot. Now, during this testimony, they actually, the, 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 the prosecution proclaimed that there's no such thing as a righty or lefty gun. That's just not true. It's just not true. There is a such thing as lefty guns because the, the ejection port ends up being on the other side. Because if I was to shoot it like this, like to actually shoot it left, this would be very annoying because the brass casings would start ejecting out of the gun and into my face. So there's no reason, there's no real reason for anyone, unless for whatever reason they broke their arm or their other arm was immobilized or you had to shoot that way. There's no real reason why a white a righty would voluntarily, voluntarily start shooting left-handed. There's no real reason for that. Mr. Producer, I sent an attachment. There was an attachment by email. If you can't get it, just let me know and, and, and I'll try emailing it again. If you wouldn't mind emailing me that again, that would be wonderful. Thank you. Sure. Sure. I'll, I'll, email, I'll email that to your email. Um, so there's no, they're trying to claim that miraculously Kyle Rittenhouse after the entire night, and we go back, go back to my screen, Mr. Producer, after the entire night holding the gun right-handed, if we go back to my screen, you can see it. Yep. We, we can do it. Here we go. After holding the entire, the gun, the entire night right-handed, Proclaiming that out of nowhere, he just decided to become a lefty. He just decided to become a lefty. No, why? Oh, well, who knows? And the defense says that it took them 20 hours to process this footage. And that's correct. It took them 20 hours to process the drone footage. And among those, among that process to, <laughs> to enhance, enhance the image. And the reason that the defense calls it hocus pocus, as we said, is that when you enhance an image, you are creating a new depiction of events, one that was not captured by the camera, but one that you decided to enhance. Like imagine if, if you had someone take a, a black and white photograph and you wanted to introduce that into evidence, but then you decide beforehand to colorize it, to colorize it and, and, and basically color it in and said, oh, oh look. The defendant was wearing the brown pants, just like the one witness said, he's guilty. When in reality, the photograph never would have captured what color pants he was wearing. It, that was done in post. That was done, uh, was, the image was manipulated. It's the same deal when you, when you start upscaling and enhancing images. You're trying to create an image that did not actually exist. You're redrawing it. So the defense took them to task over it took them to task over it. Ms. Bruce, I sent those to your email. Do you have them? Uh, Google's doing that thing where it uh, resets everyone's email. So I'm not logged in on this computer. So I'm going right, to I'm send them. I'm going to send them over, over, over the chat. Okay. That's going to be the last, um, the, my, my last attempt. Okay. 
They're both going going in. I apologize. It's okay. Um, so yeah, the hocus pocus. This next bit, I love this. I I love watching Binger's reactions behind, because he he he's been reprimanded by the judge a few times for making facial expressions, which you're not allowed to do. This was the moment where Binger learned, apparently for the first time, that being kicked in the head constitutes deadly force or the risk of serious bodily injury. Miss Buser, let's play cut number 12. A kick to the head is likely to cause a serious injury. <laughs> and if you just want to, he looks up his room. If you wanted to see that, go to my screen, Miss Buser. I have a still shot here. This is the moment. This is the moment. If we go to my screen, this is the moment that Binger heard that a kick to the head can cause serious bodily injury. Yeah, that's the face. That is the face. Poor Binger. Poor, poor Binger. Well, let's go ahead. Well, we can keep that up. A couple other things get to. Um, if you haven't already, head over to the Conservative Daily Store. Link is in the description. Check out our Come and Take It in honor of the Kyle Rittenhouse trial. Check out our Come and Take It sweatshirt or hoodies. It's getting a little chilly out. Got to wear a sweatshirt. Come and Take It. AR-15. Come and Take It. It's available in black, gray, white, navy, and red. So check that out. Link is in the description. And check out all of the other things over at store.conservative-daily.com. So we have those videos ready to go. Mr. Producer, it's not downloading. Oh, no. This is one of those situations where we just can't ever get things to work. Okay, take down, uh, keep my screen up. I'll just start doing things myself. Um, this is from the Washington Post. No matter the verdict in Rittenhouse trial, black residents of Kenosha say justice remains elusive. Why would they say that? Why does justice remain elusive when a white person is charged with shooting and killing white people? How is this a race issue, Washington Post? How does this have anything to do with race? It doesn't. It has nothing to do with race. They're trying to inject race into this. And there is still a minority, but albeit a very vocal minority, of people who truly believe that Kyle Rittenhouse killed a bunch of black people. It's true. That believe that Kyle Rittenhouse killed a bunch of black people. And I posted this on my Telegram. Go ahead and put it up on the screen. This is a real tweet. From Diana Rader. The defense is trying to make Kyle out to be a hero. What kind of hero is running through a parking lot chassing a fleeing man carrying an AR-15? The man Kyle killed was fleeing and Kyle was chasing the fleeing man through the parking lot. Thus, the self-defense argument is squashed. That was posted today. November 15th, 12.15 p.m. This fool has somehow managed to go a year and a half believing that Kyle Rittenhouse was the aggressor. The only way you get to this point is by is by listening to a mainstream media who who <laughs> are able to just spread lies. Right? I mean, there are people out here who th haven't watched a second of the trial, haven't actually looked at any of the evidence, and they just believe that Kyle Rittenhouse was the aggressor. They just believe it. It really is incredible. Oh, I, I, have, I got that one up. And this one. PolitiFact, this was from a, a few months ago. A Facebook post says, 
At 17 years old, Kyle Rittenhouse was perfectly legal to be able to possess that rifle without parental supervision. That's false. PolitiFact rated that false. I believe we were among the people who were fact-checked for this. I'll have to go back and look. But today, the judge dropped that charge. So the, dr the judge truly dropped the charge of illegal firearm possession. Why? Because according to the statute, it was not illegal firearm possession. He legally possessed the firearm. But no, don't worry. Fact, PolitiFact Wisconsin, they're on it. If you dare argue what was actually played out in court, you will be fact-checked. See how that works? And literally, as we were talking, more and more people are, quote, retweeting this. You gotta love when these things come back and bite. So we go ahead and take this down, Mr. Producer. And apparently you got one of the clips. Let's go ahead and play one of the clips. Everybody takes a beating sometimes, right? Sometimes you get in a, a scuffle and maybe you do get hurt a little bit. That doesn't mean you get to start plugging people with your full metal jacket AR-15 rounds and no bullets are not bullets. And we heard testimony about that. Everyone takes a beating sometimes, which apparently is what Kyle Rittenhouse should have just done. He should have just taken a beating. He should just shut up, taken the beating, and just let them kill him, let them lynch him. But that is the prosecution, folks, in closing arguments, telling the jury everyone takes a beating sometimes. That because everyone sometimes takes a beating when Kyle Rittenhouse is knocked in the head, falls over after becoming lightheaded and then gets kicked in the face, hit in the head, hit in the neck with a skateboard and charged by a man with a gun. He should have just let it happen because every now and then everyone sometimes takes a beating. Didn't you know that? Didn't you know that caveat? If you actually look when the founding fathers ratified the second amendment, if you really zoom in, if you use their enhance feature, if you use the state uh, crime photo lab and enhance, enhance, you'll see a little asterisk where it says, unless you're taking a beating, then you don't have the right to self-defense. You, you heard it here first. It's the exception, the caveat to your self-defense. Mr. Producer, I did just email you and Greg's email another clip. See if you can download it because it, it, it kind of follows up on what we just played. If we're going to play one, we really should play both of them. I, I sent you that, so see if you can grab it. So where does this Rittenhouse trial go from here? It's going to the jury. It's going to the jury. The jury will now decide. There were 18 jurors. I believe they pared them down to 12. There was, there was 18 because they had some alternates, just in case people got um, sick or, or died or, or otherwise couldn't make it. Started with 18. Now it's going to get down to 12. And those jurors now will spend the next few days deliberating over this case. And one of the real sticking points to all of this was the jury instructions. We talked about that in the first. I thought the jury instruction bit was going to be easy because usually they hash that out behind the scenes, but they spent an, over an hour today talking about jury instructions. So we didn't even get to broadcast any of the actual um, closing arguments this morning. It's going to be really interesting because the jury was instructed by both the judge and the defense that if they find that the defendant, Kyle Rittenhouse, acted in his self-defense rights, they are required to acquit on all charges. So that's an interesting instruction that they, uh, that was that was the instruction that the defense gave. The judge was a little bit more nuanced. They lost the ability to go after him for breaking curfew. They lost the ability to go after him for possessing the gun. So the only lower, lesser charge left is um, reckless endangerment. That's the notion that when he shot 
Rosenbaum that he could have accidentally hit someone else. Well, that charge goes away if he is acting in self-defense. So either he murdered, premeditated murdered everyone, or it was self-defense. If it's self-defense, there's no lesser charge for them to get him on anymore. Right? Before, they could say, yeah, he acted in self-defense, but he was illegally possessing the gun. Yeah, he acted in self-defense, but he violated the curfew. There is now no longer any charge for the jury to get him on for which self-defense is not an excuse. Now you're starting to understand why the National Guard is being mobilized and sent to Kenosha. This is not going to go well for Kenosha. And it, it really shouldn't be this way. People should have known what this case was all about all along, but they didn't bother to read about, didn't bother to listen about. That's how we got that one person I just read thinking that Kyle Rittenhouse was the aggressor. It's going to be a rough couple days in Kenosha. But Mr. Brewster, before we wrap up, I want to play that clip that I just sent you. This is, uh, as I said, if, if Binger is Littlefinger, I think this guy's Kraus. He is. Uh, <laughs> he's certainly no Littlefinger. Ms. Brewster, let's, let's play this last clip. And that he had to exhaust all methods. Clearly, if there is provocation, he's guilty. But even outside of provocation, why do you get to immediately just start shooting? As Mr. Binger said, he brought a gun to a fist fight. And he was too cowardly to use his own fist to fight his way out. He has to start shooting. And let's just say, theoretically, that we think, that the 12 of you think that it is reasonable to have used force, deadly force in that situation. Shoots once, takes out. He was a coward for not just using his fist. So there is a man, older man than him, now, the, the prosecution went out of their way to mention that he was shorter, still older, more muscle tone, crazy. As we now know, he's, he left a mental hospital just the day before. Chasing you, why didn't Kyle Rittenhouse throw down his gun and put up the dukes? Why didn't he just do fisticuffs? Why, why defend himself with deadly force when he could just, just in, engage in a, in a strange display of masculinity? No, that's not how self-defense rights work, Mr. Krause. You have the right to defend yourself with proportionate force. And the statute states that you have the right to defend yourself with deadly force if you fear death or serious bodily injury from an attacker. A punch can kill him. A kick to the head can kill him. Smacking him in the head repeatedly with a skateboard can kill him. Pointing a handgun at his head can kill him. There is nothing in the statute that requires him to use lesser force. It's a ridiculous argument, and it shows just how much contempt they have for your self-defense rights, for your Second Amendment rights, to even insinuate that Kyle Rittenhouse should have thrown up the fisticuffs instead of using deadly force. Really is, really is pathetic. I'll tell you what isn't pathetic. The great deals over at Liberty Cigars. Go to libertycigars.com and use promo code BEFREE. B-E-F-R-E-E. -E -E. You got to head over there. Lots of people are. LibertyCigars.com, when you use promo code BEFREE, you're going to get a free Patrick Henry cigar added on top of all orders over $76. That's huge. It's a great deal. Pick up a pack of cigars for the history buff in your life. Give them the gift of a history lesson and a great smoke because all of Liberty Cigars cigar lines are all historical themed. So again, go to LibertyCigars.com and use promo code BEFREE, B-E-F-R-E-E, -E, 
to get a free cigar on all orders over $76. I, 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 love, I love their whole deal with the history, history-themed cigars. And that's one of the things that we're working on here. We're, we're, we're trying to launch more and more podcast episodes. I have a lot of ideas for historical history-themed podcasts. Uh, not an everyday thing, probably a weekly a weekly podcast. Looking at doing maybe five, four or five different weekly history theme shows, so that each brought they'd each release on different days of the week. Um, thinking one about like American heroes, one about American villains, maybe an inside look at how legislation passed, and then maybe like a, a American battles. I don't know, just fun things that we can talk about that I enjoy learning about, I enjoy reading about and talking about. So yeah, stay tuned for that. We're going to be launching more podcasts in the coming days and weeks about history. People love their history. Well, that's going to be it for this edition of the Conservative Daily Podcast. If you like it, you got to make sure you subscribe. I sound like a broken record, but you got to subscribe. And the easiest way to do that is on Apple Podcasts. The Apple Podcast link is in the description. Go to Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star review. It's got to be a five-star review. If you like the show and you want to help us succeed, five stars. Even if you got a gripe, still do five stars because a four-star review will actually lower our ranking. Give us a five-star review and subscribe. Help us climb up in those rankings. We're also available on on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podbean, and Audible. We go live at 11 a.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Eastern, so tune in for that. And if you need a little help, a little reminder, Text the word freedom, F-R-E-E-D-O-M, to 89517. You'll get added to our text alert system. You'll get a notification about what we're talking about, where, when, and how you can listen or watch. So that's going to be it for this edition of the podcast. My name is Max McGuire. Remember, everyone, that the fight to take back our country is not over yet, but the only way we win is if we all stand up and fight together.